This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You found Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. A deep dive on one player in just 5 to 10 minutes. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. I'm Paul Charchian. My co-host, as usual, is Tyler Knabley for each of our Fantasy Football Weekly Micros. I'm going on vacation pretty soon, and we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do when I'm gone. I don't know. Yeah, maybe just yeah. let me solo host it with a couple of my buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust your buddies. Trust you. Yeah, I don't uh, trust you, them either. You, you got a lot of shady friends. Yeah, I don't trust I don't think either. I want anywhere near a Fantasy Football Weekly microphone. Uh, the Golden Fantasy Football Weekly microphone. Exactly, yeah. They're very, very important. Would not let them on these airwaves. Today's micro is a deep dive on Jared Goff. Yeah, 2022 finish. He was a QB 10. Great yeah, pretty year. Pretty good. I mean, great he went off the board off. at what, about quarterback 29 or something, something I like would that. guess? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's and he's going later again in drafts this year as ADP is currently the QB 15. So I think it's weird that his ADP is lower. So he finished last year's QB 10, but he's yep. going off the board now, today, as QB 15. Weird that his ADP is sliding by five spots. But everybody's so high on the Lions, and rightfully so. The way they finished the season, it all came together. They were an incredibly tough out. You know, they they beat the Vikings down the stretch, a 13-win Viking team. They knocked the Packers out of the playoffs. I mean, they had so much momentum at the end of the year. And people are like, yeah, it's Jared Goff. I don't want him. Yeah, it's just kind of like no one likes Jared Goff because he's the most boring QB <laughs> in maybe in the league because he's he's just Jared Goff. Like, we know what we're going to get from Jared Goff, but you look at all the pieces he has around him and, like, just everything that he had, like the O-line, the play calling, the, the weapons. Mm-hmm. This, debatably, if you take all those into account, might be a top three supporting cast in the entire league. Yeah, I think that could be the case. You got Amon Ross St. Brown. You've got DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery as pass-catching running backs. You've got Jamison Williams, and once you get to week seven, dumbass. You've got Marvin Jones coming back to town. That's helpful. Uh, No tight end right now, but that's something they might solve in a very good tight end draft. Uh, We talked on Friday's edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. Dwayne Washington. Man. Darnell Washington? Darnell, sorry. Thank you. Darnell Washington. Man, if he can find his way to Detroit, oh, that'd be great. I think he's going to Green Bay, but... Uh, all right, so let's let's talk through uh, Jared Goff's game a little bit. There were some good stats that last year revealed for what we could see, you know, when everything's clicking in this offense for him. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, I don't even know if it's a good stat or not, he was number one in passing yards off play action plays, which, is, I mean, it's obviously a good stat. I don't know what it means necessarily. I feel like when you're doing play action, that means the offense is kind of just clicking on all cylinders. So I really like that stat that he was number one in passing yards off play action. He was also seventh in next-gen stats, aggressiveness, aggressiveness is, oh my God, aggressiveness rating, mm-hmm. which is a willingness to show to kind of throw in a tight window. So that's kind of a nice stat to see from which kind of people always thought was like the dink and dunk Jared Goff. So yeah. Now the aggressiveness stat sometimes means you're a bad quarterback making bad decisions. Justin Fields was number one in aggressiveness, but it was mostly bad judgment. He was throwing into tight windows and he should not, he should, Justin Fields should not be throwing into tight windows at this stage of his career. But Jared Goff's a savvy veteran, been to a Super Bowl. If he's throwing into tight windows, I trust him to be better about that. He was also seventh shortest in intended air yards, which was a little disappointing. That is a huge, huge indicator for fantasy success for receivers and others. Um, but I want to believe that, that that's going to open up when Jamison Williams especially comes back and brings his crazy speed to this offense that Goff's going to be throwing deeper downfield. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at the guys they have on just kind of as their receivers. They don't mm-hmm. really have any of those field structure guys outside of Jameson Williams. They had Chark last season, but he's coming off an ACL. I mean, other than that, they have Amon Ra. He's not a burner. He's kind of more of a slot guy, going to get you tough yards. Yeah, he's a work-the-middle guy. Yeah, and also they got uh, Josh Reynolds, also not a burner. So Correct. they don't really have the personnel to kind of go deep on those, you know, those deep passes, which, which is why I think they drafted Jameson Williams. So, Oh, for sure. That was the point of getting Jameson Williams. It just hasn't borne fruit yet, Tough obviously. suspension for the guy, by the way. Very tough suspension. What do you mean? He so he bet on a college game, which you're allowed to do in per the rules of the NFL. He bet on a college game, but because he did it in the facility and not at home, he's out for six games. That seems like mm. a crazy rule. Man, I did. I I don't have a lot of sympathy because everybody knows the rules. It is so. It's been made so crystal clear, right? He didn't not betting on the NFL certainly helps. That's why he's not out all year, right? Yeah, but well, they, you know, I. I, I, what they don't, what the NFL is trying to avoid is the Lions, you know, the Lions front office is a gambling ring, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. what they're trying to avoid. And, and the Lions front office, you know, the front offices have got scouts and people who are doing all this deep dive college football analysis. And I think they're, they're, you know, the least nervous about that, but man, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like the league, you know, all these players know, they know better. That's fair. I mean, I th- I thought that too. So I was watching Pat McAfee the morning it happened, and yeah. they had Ian Rappaport on, and Rappaport said that like he didn't even know the rules. Like he said he read the gambling thing. He said sure. he didn't even know it was illegal to gamble inside the building, which I thought was pretty interesting. So yeah, but the NFL doesn't do for him what it will do for its players and all the ways they explain it and everything else. But that's we're off we're off topic on Jared Goff. Um, it, but it does give you some upside in the second half of the season for Jared Goff when we, when he does get back Jamison Williams. Um, potentially, uh, some people are turned off by the lack of upside for Jared Goff. Not enough big, explosive games. Yeah, so I kind of dug into some of those, like, that explosiveness that you were talking about. So mm-hmm. we said Jared Goff finished as the QB 10. And I thought it was kind of interesting, the QBs that were kind of from 5 to 10 and 1 to 5. What kind of separates you from that like top yeah. 5 finishing kind of thing? So I yep. broke it down. I looked at other QBs inside the top 10 with 4 or less top 5 weekly finishes. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, Justin Herbert, who, was at two, who had 2 t- top 5 weekly finishes. Daniel Jones had 3. Kirk Cousins had three, and Geno Smith had four. And those were all QBs that were, that were actually ranged from five to ten. And Jared Goff had four as well. 
Okay. So all the so all the QBs from five to ten all had like no more than four top, top five, five weekly finishes. Finish. There's a lot of numbers floating around, but the the big one being through the entire season, Goff played the whole season. Exactly. I recall. Um, he only was able to crack the top five in four games. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And then you kind of look at all those quarterbacks. They're all kind of like in the pocket or like bad offense quarterbacks, maybe with the exception of Herbert. He can run a little, but he's not a he's not known for his rushing ability. And then you look at the quarterbacks inside the top five, quarterbacks one through five. Patrick Mahomes, he had seven. He also had six more times where he was six. So he kind of okay, almost top had, six, so he was 13 top, times, which is crazy. Yeah. And then we had Josh Allen, who had 11, Jalen Hurts, 11, Joe Burrow, six, and Justin Fields, five. And all those quarterbacks are either like the best pocket passes in the league or they have rushing, rushing ability. ability. Yeah. So and that, that's what Goff doesn't give you. And that's why we're bored by him. Exactly. You know, he doesn't give you big upside. The kind of league he's perfect for, Jared Goff, is a guillotine league. Oh, for sure. You know, you know, we don't need the upside. I don't need to finish first in a guillotine league. I just need to not be last. And I need somebody who's going to consistently score points. And that's what Jared Goff did last year. And that's presumably what he'll do this year. You know, aided by a very good offensive line, which helps a lot. Although I went back to their PFF rankings as a pass blocking unit. Lions ranked, I believe, 21st. Yeah, I think I shocked me. I think I saw that too. But then I kind of dug into like some of the other stats. So Goff was actually sacked. The uh, second least of any quarterback with 14 plus games played. The only guy below him was Tom Brady, who just does not want to get touched. Exactly He's going to throw right. away. So, yes. so good stat for that. And then uh, was only pressured on 19 percent of throws, which was ninth That's best excellent. among quarterbacks with 14 plus games played. So, two good stats for him there in terms of the offensive line. I mean, you know the guys on the offensive line are just they're good guys. So, I I feel confident about that. And I feel confident about the skill guys. We got a Monra. And you got those that two-headed running back of uh, mm-hmm. Swift and Montgomery. And we, we both said on the past micro that we think Montgomery is going to be better than Jamal Williams. And then the Marvin Jones signing for them could be huge considering Jameson. That's probably why they brought him in because they know Jameson was going to be out six games. So they brought in Marvin Jones. <laughs> yeah, maybe they've known for a while. That could be true. Yeah. That could be true. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Goff, from a dynasty perspective, he's never going to be a sexy dynasty guy. He's now older. He's not old, but he's now an older quarterback, but he's still got like five, six good years left in him. Ideally in my super flex, I'd like to have him and then some high upside rushing guy as a, you know, I'd love to have him as my safety quarterback that I start every week. And then I've got my Justin Fields as a high upside, high downside kind of guy as my other quarterback. Yeah. Uh, That would be, that may be my ideal pairing for those two. Let's talk, uh, let's talk ADP for Jared Goff, currently going up the board as quarterback 15. Yeah, so let's play the game. This is, now this is going to be a very fun game because all of these guys kind of have their like following and who they think is going to be good. So let's start yes. off with Dak Prescott at QB 10. Am I subtracting for interceptions? Yes. Well, then yes. I can't take Prescott here. If I'm subtracting for interceptions, guys, too many tits, too many picks. Yeah. And, you know, granted, it's not like he has four pick games, and maybe it's just a lot of just – Dumb, but high, bad spots for his picks. I hate that stuff. So I might go golf over Prescott uh, just to play just to play it safe. Yeah, I might. Okay, okay. Daniel Jones, a little bit more rushing upside. QB twelve. I take Jones for the rushing upside. Yeah. I get the I get the quarterback who ran for the fourth most yards last year, and the passing can only get better, right? It can only get better. Has to. Yeah. Darren Waller alone makes that offense better. Is Darren Waller going to stay on the field? Uh, let's hope so. All right. Kirk Cousins, QB 13. Always beleaguered Kirk Cousins. Um, 
I think Cousins was better last year than Goff. I'm taking Cousins. That's fair. No, I agree yeah. that he was better last year. Do you think yeah. Kirk Cousins is still in the Vikings this season? Going to San Francisco, maybe? Uh, I don't think he is going to go to San Francisco. But I feel I do, like that, the I feel Vikings like, do have a chance to to invest a, a serious pick at quarterback. Yeah, I feel like the, the Kirk Cousins to San Francisco trade has been talked about for three years. I know. So. It hasn't happened yet. I'm not buying it's going to happen now. Yeah. They got Brock Purdy, who looked great. They're not going to give. They're not giving anything for. And him. they have Sam Darnold, who looked great. The people that are pushing the <laughs> Kirk Cousins to San Francisco narrative are the many, many Viking fans that want him out of town. Yeah, I don't think he'll be on the. Ro- I don't think he'll be the starting quarterback going into next season. I think he's gone. Vikings. Yeah, yeah. This is the, this is last year here. Yeah. All right, Aaron Rodgers, QB fifteen. Man, if you knew for sure he was going to be with the Jets, which I let's, think he will, let's just assume that he's going to be on you the know, Jets. You know, I just the receiving weapons are so. Open up so many possibilities for Rodgers, but man, there's a lot of weirdness there. I'm I'm out on Rodgers. He looked bad. Now, granted, he had the broken thumb or whatever the thumb injury, but he that those passes looked way wrong last year. I'm out. I'm not taking Rodgers. I'll take Jared Goff. Yeah, I'm in on Goff too. On on at that price for Rodgers, and then Geno Smith QB 16, and he finishes like the I think he was the was QB like eight or something, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. he's kind of going Why? down lower. Again, we got to do him one of these times. You know, Smith. I'm, yeah, I, let's do that. That comeback story is incredible. Week. It is incredible. Yeah, I totally improbable. I think I go Geno Smith. You get a little bit of rushing, not a lot. But you get a little bit of rushing in there. You got two great receivers. They'll. Yeah, I think I would. I think I'd go Geno Smith. He was yeah. probably he was better than Goff last year. Yeah, I'm going with Geno on that too. I think just because they have his DK and Lockett, and they might draft somebody this year too. He's got Kenneth Walker in a great run game, kind of the yeah. same, very similar situation that Goff is with the Lions. But something about Geno Smith, he's on a one year deal too, pretty much. I mean, I know he's on a three year deal, but it's pretty much a one year deal. Yeah, because if you look at all the guaranteed money in the cap, it he's on a one year deal, deal. So yeah, but which I wish he could have, you know, for his sake, I wish he could have cashed that in for something a little better, but. Yeah, Seahawks are a, a sneaky team to go quarterback at the uh, what picks. They got Denver's pick, they got pick six, six yep. right? That's a sneaky landing spot for a quarterback right there, and then I, they invest in the future. I'm totally on board for the Richardson to Richardson Seattle. to Seattle. I know, me too. That'd me be too. fun. Yeah. That would be great for the Seahawks. All right, great job. Thanks for listening, everybody. Another Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition coming up tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.